What's up, everybody? Welcome to the NX Show here on twitch.tv slash the NX Show and codenamednx.com slash live. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derrigan. Alongside me, as always, is that retro code, Eddie V. We are about to get into a crazy time for gaming. That's true. Hello, everybody. My head hurts from just thinking about it. Uh, so before we get into the show, what we were talking about during the pre-show, which apparently had no audio, uh, thank you, Jesse. Uh, by the way, Ray has no power, and Jesse is uh, out of out of town. So it's just me and Ed again. But sorry, I'm also eating banana because I haven't eaten lunch today, and uh, it's too late to eat lunch because we're eating dinner in like two hours. But uh. What I, where I was going with this was uh, Ed and I have been discussing things. We're really getting into the mixer scene. Uh, and we are thinking about moving the NX show to mixer uh, just because we prefer that platform. It is going to be a little bit hard because Ray is a Twitch affiliate. Although I don't think that affects his status on the the podcast if we move to mixer because he's not technically streaming it so and if he wants to stream the show to his personal youtube channel or his personal twitch channel he can but it's something that we're throwing around my personal experience with twitch the last i would say two months at least have just not been great experiences uh you know i've had a couple weird bots uh try to message me and do weird stuff uh i've reported them the ninja situation is odd the user experience has been subpar as of late and so you know i've been streaming on mixer the last few days and it's been a great experience so far so uh also thanks shout out to microsoft and watch mixer for replying to me on the twitter thread that was pretty cool uh Nice. Yeah, it was kind of awesome. I was like, I'm making my debut stream, and uh, Mixer said that they were looking forward to the stream, and Xbox said, welcome aboard. It was pretty cool. Uh, so uh, the Mixer experience has been pretty pretty cool so far. It's been pretty welcoming, to be honest with you. And uh, Ed's been my sound engineer the last couple nights, uh, basically telling me if the sound sounds good or bad or, you know, you can bad sound coming out of my mouth could mean a bunch of different things so sorry i gotta open this i gotta open this uh but anyways we've ed and i have been uh talking about moving the show there uh because we are personally streaming there and uh ed's got a few streams coming up too that uh we talked about before the show and i'm excited to see what he has to do and uh, we've been kind of talking about how we're going to compile our content for codename nx uh, which you can go to codenamenx.com right now and watch our backlog of shows and stuff. Uh, I'm working on getting all the old content up there from Pow Block and Arsenal X. Uh, so, like I said, it's going to be a couple weeks before it's all up there, but we're we're getting there. And Ed's uh, get, our personal streams will be up there to watch, as well as you know other things. So, uh, Ed, what are your what are your thoughts on Mixer? I feel like I've been kind of rambling a little I've- bit. But- I've told you guys about Mixer a couple months ago that I switched from Twitch to I know Mixer. You, I know you did, and like that's kind of what got my brain moving. I'm like, I'm already streaming on Twitch. 
you know, it's easier to stream to Twitch with my situation. Uh, everybody knows about the P PC fiasco. That was just bad. Yes. But, you know, after after the whole ninja thing and the experience that I've been had the last couple of weeks on Twitch, I was like, you know what, I got to find a workaround. Let's just do it. So. Right. And, like, I'll still do Twitch, like, when I'm playing PS4. But, like, because I switch... Uh, I do Mixer on my one, and I play a lot of the third-party games on one. Um, it's just literally been easy. Like, it, it recognizes what my game is. It recognizes what the audience is for, and they'll just set it, unless I need to go in and change anything. Um, my streams, since it's coming from the, my Xbox, whatever frame rate it is, it is. Like, I don't... I really don't have any stuttering or anything like that. Um... I, there is a couple of problems that, and then maybe because of my Xbox One, I don't know. I still got to figure it out. But I'm just like, it's so easy to uh, get into, like, just to actually record. There is some times where, and this might be the interface on the Mixer website. I wish it was just easier to um, be able to go to your channel and actually go to your broadcast. Um, when you are streaming, I wish that part was easy, but other than that, uh, yeah, I'm cool with it. I'm being moved to Mixer because, and don't forget, don't forget, people who are in the chat. If you do Mixer and you have it, you do get some kind of points, you know, for chatting or just being around there, you know. So yeah, they got um, that really cool kind of like RPG system where like you get points mm -hmm. for streaming, you get points for following, you get points for. Uh... You know, you get points for all kinds of stuff and and followers and everything. So I've, I and also on top of that, the mixer experience is is really clean. Like it's just a clean, yes, smooth experience. And like you go to top streams. Uh, there's also like a up up and coming streamer category, which uh, you know people I know have been in that category uh, a few times, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm trying to get more involved in the mixer scene and following more people and everything. Uh, and also, it's easier for if anyone who's doing mixer, like downloading stuff to your computer to edit everything. Mm -hmm. Mixer is kind of really easy to do that. Yeah, I mean, all you do is all you do is go to your broadcast dashboard and go to uh, past streams, and then there's a there's literally a button that just says download, and it stores them for 14 days. So uh, yeah. You know, I've been storing mine on my personal YouTube channel. Uh, you know, so it's it's been. I'm really enjoying the mixer experience, and yeah, you know, I know we're live on Twitch right now, but like, if we're gonna do this, like, I want to make sure people who are watching the show live here now, that mm -hmm. you know, if we do move the mixer, it's gonna be a better experience for us, and therefore, I feel like if it's a better experience for us, it's gonna be a better experience for you guys. Uh, yeah, and like I said, if if Ray wants wants to create content out of the NX show for his for his personal Twitch channel, which you know, I'm all for that because Ray is an important part of this show and this thing that we're doing. I am all for that as well. You know, I'm gonna try to figure out how we can stream to all of our personal uh, uh, mixer and or Twitch channels because I I don't I Jesse still seems like he's kind of on the fence on moving over. Because he he has a pretty, uh, he's kind of embedded in Twitch as well. He's always streaming on Twitch, so like, 
Yeah, and that, and and that's fine. Like Twitch is not bad or anything. No, if, I'm, if I'm, it works, if it works with Jesse, that's great. I think for like just for me personally. Um, well, I, losing... I I see like like be like for you personally, you don't have the same setup that I do, and have right. being able to stream to Mixer right through your Xbox is a super convenient feature that you know is is awesome to get people into streaming right and right and, you know and I... it's and it's easier for me to edit my videos and stuff because mm-hmm. uh, like I I have some videos out there that's on my personal YouTube channel. Um, and I did that all, all that stuff from Mixer, and it was just like, man, this is easy, <laughs> like, and getting it, you know, fading in and stuff. And I'm still playing around with the video editor and stuff. Yeah. And I think that's, and this is a side conversation that we probably had before for other people. I think that's why I feel like the service would work well for Switch if it was if it was possible with Microsoft and uh, Nintendo to work it, because I feel like. I feel like Mixer would be easier to just have on the Switch in a sense if Microsoft were able to get that. And if they want to, if Nintendo wanted to up the charge for Nintendo Online for that, to include Mixer, and Microsoft was willing to do that with Nintendo, I would pay that much money. Yeah, I, and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have no problem with that. Yeah, the you know? the only thing about uh, about Switch is that like the hardware itself could i don't think could handle it the way that an xbox one because mm-hmm. xbox the xbox one and, and you know the ps4 too also like i don't want to exclude that either because you can stream yeah. to twitch or youtube from there too is like there's a lot of hardware inside that does a lot of that processing stuff for you that the switch just yeah. can't do right and and i'm going to be streaming some switch games on mixer you know like smash i'll probably stream some smash or Mario Kart and like have a Mario Kart tournament with friends or you know that kind of stuff and then in the future right or some Fire Emblem that kind of stuff uh but I am also in a situation where I am able to do that where you know you are not and that's that's not like it's it's if you want to do things quote unquote the professional way or whatever like it's it's expensive and i had to you know borrow money from my parents and and you know ask like in and spend some money and get rid of games and stuff just to have a a setup right we had this conversation over the summer which i thought a pc like a pc would have done well right like i had a pc that we used to do the stuff through but like it died because of bad parts and i'm like i'm not building another pc just for it to fall apart and having me so i spent my money on a on a nice mac that i can edit stuff it's easier for me to edit stuff are there weird workarounds and stuff yeah and mm, have yeah. My, have my streams not been super clean yeah because i had to stream through elgato to restream which will put it to mixer because my my card is out of date and it's just like yeah it's tough there's a lot of weird workarounds but to get an experience that i enjoy i'm willing to put in that effort and you know you streaming to mixer through xbox is another way to do it and it's and like you know i try to watch your guys' streams although you guys stream when i'm usually sleeping uh especially jesse like sometimes at four o'clock in the morning i'll get up to pee and i'll have a notification on my phone Fa- <laughs> yeah phantom nxs is street is broadcasting i'm like oh yeah but and we're not because we're not streaming at night i'm normally right there just trying to record so I can edit later. If I'm doing any kind of streaming, it's going to be during the day when I'm off. 
or sometime. And usually I try to I'm trying to get back into my Let's Learn series where I'm teaching about that genre or, you know, the gameplay and stuff. Like, I want to get back into doing that and stuff. And that's more of a personal thing than NX. But pretty much, like, everything I do for everything I, well, most of the stuff that I do do Mixer, I always make sure that now that it's, you know, everybody recognize that this is Codename NX. Uh, you guys can check the website. I like I do all that promoting to make sure that people know about it. Uh-huh. So, um, and I will be getting to get back into talking over games and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I just feel like Mixer is just easy mm-hmm. um, to get into. Yeah, and the chat is like super. It's it's kind of like I I I know that like, uh, Twitch has a really cool way of going about like twitch prime and all that kind of stuff that you can do but like mixer also has like that interact extra layer of interactivity in their chat yes and i I don't want to make this like a mixer promotional show because like i I didn't mean for that to be it but like also the chat stuff is awesome because you can spend those sparks or whatever to have a cool kind of uh, 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 e- not emotes like graphics pop up, like hype graphics and stuff, and uh, it's just it's just it's just awesome. So uh, I really want to get that out there because like Mixer is a growing platform, and I feel like if t- I feel like if Twitch keeps going the way they're going, and Mixer keeps going the way that they're going, there's going to be a shift in power in the streaming industry, and we actually have a question about that yeah uh uh, i think i think deshaun asked us so uh you know we'll be talking about that later but uh let's get into this housekeeping edit and talk about what we've been playing because you know i i've been playing a lot so uh (laughs) housekeeping for you this is the nx show your source for video game news analysis and other shenanigans you can catch us here on twitch.tv slash the nx show or codenamenx.com slash live every saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, for pre-show followed by podcasts. Uh, if you can't join us live, no big deal. You can head on over to CodenameX.com, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or other podcast services of your choice. On, uh, I'm actually moving the show to Wednesdays just to give me another sh- day to edit because I've been a little late the last couple weeks. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can now catch the show on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, on your on all those services you can follow the follow us on twitter and instagram at the nx show and like the nx projects facebook page you can also join our facebook group facebook.com slash groups slash the nx uh project uh we will also be taking live questions on twitch uh or you can email us questions at contact at codename uh also we are giving away astral chain uh, we're going to give it away the day after it comes out during the live show. So if you want to uh, hop on in and email us your Twitch, YouTube, or podcast subscription for uh, entry, if you email us all four entries, uh, including a review or five-star rating of the podcast, uh, you will get be granted four entries and entered uh, four times. So we have quite a few entries, Ed. Uh, so I'm excited yeah, to nice. I'm excited to figure out who's gonna win this game. We're gonna play a little game to determine who wins uh, the game. So, uh, but anyways, let's get into what we've been playing. Ed, uh, 
you can go first. Uh, I, I have a lot to talk about, especially a game I've been revisiting uh, this week that is freaking amazing. So, Okay. So um, I'm going to actually start with PlayStation 4. So everybody know that I beat uh, Wolfenstein 2, the uh, new Colossus. I ended up being that. How was that? It was really good. I really, I thoroughly did enjoy it. Um, I'm still playing a little bit extra stuff, like get, killing the captains at the end of the game. But um, it's really fun when you kind of learn how the game goes and stuff. It's something that I'm just like, well, this is Doom running gun. Uh, it it kind of feels it feels like Doom and a little bit of Rage, uh, Rage Two. And this the weird thing about. Wolf of Star 2, and uh, reason that I mentioned this because uh, this also, I'm playing the New Order, Wolf of Star 1 um, before I get into the DLC for that one. Um, the Wolf of Star games, you really, for some reason, you don't need to I've, and this might be me, you don't need to zoom in. Like, you literally could just go and run around and just melee or just like straight out shoot them. So, it's kind of that we're bunkers kind of feeling mm-hmm. when it comes to this game. Uh, and I'm like, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I'm still uh, like in the beginning stages of the new order. Uh, Cause that's, like I said, that's the one that I've been playing, but I'm going to be trying to get a little bit more into that. Uh, also started Dragon Quest 11 uh, on uh, PS4. Uh, gonna you be couldn't wait. This- couldn't wait a couldn't wait a couple days for the uh, Switch version. Um, because I am getting the Switch version also. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> uh, but it, it was in it was in a packaging, and I was talking to a friend of mine, and I'm just like, I need to start this game. Uh, so I put it in, and I was just like, Oh, this game is beautiful. Um, I'm still at the intro, intro. Like I did a couple of battles and stuff. I'm still learning part of the game and everything. Excuse me, everybody. Uh, but I am going to be getting into more into that game. I'm trying to do a balance of games and stuff. Um, so that's kind of all I've been doing on my PS4. I really haven't did anything on Xbox One uh, due to the fact of PS4 and all the stuff that's coming for Switch. Like, I got Fire Emblem, Three Houses. Uh, and I got the blue uh, with Dimitri. I got the blue class. And everything. And we did our first mock battle, and I lost. <laughs> that uh, mock, that mock battle is actually quite difficult. It is. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, I'm a lot farther. I'm about fifty hours into the game now. Yes. Uh, but man, dude, that that first mock battle. If you are just kind of like going in, and it like it feels like it should be a tutorial kind of level. Right? Yeah. Going in, but it's like a full like. Once you do that first like tutorial battle at the very beginning, your battle tutorials are over. Like they're just like, here you go, throwing you in, and like, especially when you get to the point where there's hero characters like Dimitri and 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 Claude and uh, Eldegard. I'm assuming you're you uh, the Black Eagles. I actually hear if you don't pick them, they're actually like a really tough class to beat. Uh, which. I, I picked them, so I'm I don't have to worry about that. But well, like... which is weird, which is weird because I I actually beat the Black Eagles first. Yeah. Or, uh, and, oh, really? Yeah, I beat the Black Eagles first. 
um, then went into class, uh, the Golden Deer beat his class. Only thing that I, the only reason why I died because I did lose some characters, uh, was the fact that I lost to the uh, the head teacher of the of the Golden Deer. He was the last one that I needed to be, uh-huh. and if I would have beat him, I would have finished the battle because uh-huh. I. I, I literally just beat every I was literally beating everybody. But it's one of those weird things that I gotta figure out on how to do the assist. Because it's not like the old fire emblems where if you stand next to them, um you could, could combine as two fighters and both be able to attack against one. Yeah. And I don't know if well, that's in that comes later. It, but it's it's a little bit more. It's it's different than the uh, that stuff's in there, but it, it's a little bit different than old Fire Emblem, I should say. Well, and that's why I was wondering is if it was in these mock battles. Oh no, because it's, it, it's later, definitely. Because if you because if like if you're standing by a person who heals, uh, you can assist them and uh, and heal that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything, but I was one. I was just wondering. I'm just like, why they're not? Why are they both not attacking? Because I should be able to to uh, be able to attack it. Because I try to get rid of the magic users first, yeah, before anybody else. Because uh, I know they're going to do some damage. But if I could get rid of them, then I could handle everybody else. Yeah. Uh, so, but I did like the fact that you know I was I'm doing on doing it on normal. So I was able to re, uh, retain the experience that I got from the fight for my characters. So now I should be able to go back in and be able to defeat it um, a little bit. But that's where I stopped at on Fire Emblem. Um, uh, played a little bit more of uh, Final Fantasy IX, getting it through that, through that. That's my lunch game. So when I'm at work and I go to lunch, I end up popping in Fire, Final Fantasy IX. Um, I will be getting back into Ultimate Alliance 3 and some other games on Switch. Uh, but like Fire Emblem and Final Fantasy IX uh, came out. Which talks about my last game that I'm going to be talking about. And that's uh, Grandia HD. Oh, actually, Vascara. I'm sorry. Vascara is a game that was only in Japan about samurai. It's a vertical shooter. Uh, shoot 'em up. Uh, it's about samurai uh, overthrowing the shogun and stuff. And it's a very wacky bullet hell type of game. Um, it's an arcade collection for one and two. And I'm still trying to learn this game, uh, but it's it's a cool it's a cool shoot 'em up uh, uh, with it. Um, I think I only paid like five dollars for it. no. I paid ten dollars for it. Um, there's another shooter that I got for four ninety nine uh, that I'll talk about next time um, I'm on the show because I didn't play it yet. Uh, but I want to just spend a little time on Grandia HD, and me and a lot of my Twitter friends were waiting for this game. This it got announced last year, but it never got any official date. And then just out the blue, they announced the date in August. Um, so it wasn't on the eShop. You couldn't pre-purchase it or nothing. So everybody on Friday were waiting for this game. 
it dropped like at one thirty my time, eleven thirty in the West Coast time, and I put the call out to everybody on Twitter. Hey, Grandia HD is live, and it just started downloading. Folks started buying it like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, this game is from uh, Game Marts, um, and Square, uh, right now Square Enix is doing the publishing uh, for it. But this is a remake of the uh, RPG, not a remake, uh, kind of a remaster HD version of Grandia and uh, Grandia 2. It's uh, um, Grandia uh, 1 came out on the Sega Saturn only in Japan, but didn't came to Dreamcast uh, that when the Dreamcast came out in America. And then Grandia 2 came out for Dreamcast and also a little bit later on PlayStation 2. Um, one of my, one of uh, a Twitter person uh, kind of cr- correct me on the thing because I had thought it only came from the Dreamcast and then I realized that it was on the Saturn also. Um, it's a weird kind of, it's very JRPG, very Japanese. Uh, um, but it's kind of a weird with this battle system. So it's something that you kind of got to play in order to understand it and everything. Um, but I'm kind of, I'm a little bit far in it. I'm like uh, close to 10 hours in. Um, so I am making progress. I do have three people in my party, and I think I'm at the point where I'm about to get four and uh, I, and just go from there. I'm hoping to have this game beaten by, at least by next week because um, it, it, it feels like it's going to be a long RPG party, still 40 hours, but I think that's due to um, the grindness so because it really feels like a 25 hour RPG for it um but yeah it's it's out now I told my folk my friends in Europe in the UK you know it's out uh, I told my friends on the west coast here in the midwest the east coast just like yeah you guys go and get it and gung ho actually uh, gung ho online actually like both of my tweets to let everybody know that it was live because people were just waiting and I this is probably one of the first games that I'm checking my switch constantly the eShop like when it's going to be released get this game out come on uh, and then they dropped it and bam uh, it's, it's probably going to be streaming uh, online from different people for this weekend but yeah uh, and then I also bought Oninaki uh, so that'll be out on Friday so can't wait for that. On top of, uh, I plan on getting a control and breakfast next week. Or by the time you guys see this, um, it'll be out. So I plan on getting that. And then, yeah, just got to wait for my Astral Chain to come in. But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing. <laughs> got to wait for on. Astral Chain. Amazon better send it to the right house. Like, y'all can't mess this up. <laughs> Oh man, Ed had a fire emblem snafu. So, oh man, that's that's. I hope that worker got fired. I'm man. sorry. <laughs> well, uh, if you want to get real dark, a lot of people from Games GameStop are probably gonna get a. Right. Wait. No, you ordered it from Amazon. I ordered it from Amazon. Yeah. Oh well, Amazon doesn't know anything about games either. So I mean. To be honest with you, Amazon uh, kind of drops the ball a lot on games. Considering how I've gotten like, I don't, I don't even know how I've gotten these, but I've gotten like uh, the European version of games a lot, <laughs> and I've had to send them back and get, you know, <laughs> refunds. But, yeah. But hey, that's just that's just me. So, uh, 
All right, well, for me, I've been playing uh, Fire Emblem. Uh, I'm about 50 hours in. I have heard anywhere between 60 and 80 hours to complete one house, and uh, so I don't really know how close I am to the end, except for, like, I'm drawing closer to the to a battle that I think is going to end the current phase that I'm in, uh, in terms of chapters, so, uh, there's, there's that, uh, I'm, I'm really loving this game, like, I'm in love with the characters, I like, uh, the battling stuff, I, the, my own, well, two things, I have two kind of minor, minor, minor criticisms of the game, mm -hmm. uh, which, on, uh, understandably, because the all the cutscenes are well, the major cutscenes are anime, uh, hand drawn anime cutscenes, which is really yes. beautiful to watch. Uh, but one is like, I would like to be able to uh, uh, customize my character a little bit. Uh, but I understand with like the cutscenes and stuff, you can't really do that. You know, they already made each cutscene twice with a male and a female uh, protagonist. So, uh, I do I do miss that, but uh, I don't I I don't really care for the month structure at all. Like I I, I kind of very wish, persona. Yeah, and like I I haven't really played a lot of Persona, so I I. You know, it, this is very heavily influenced by Persona, clearly, but uh, I, I wish that I could just be like, okay, I want to build this relationship here, and like, I wish that the stop gaps of certain points would be through story elements, where like, okay, mm -hmm. you can't progress your your uh, relationship with this person past here because you haven't finished this story beat yet, type of thing, instead of like. It, and, and I get that goes with, like, the balance of the game and, like, you have to make sure you manage everything correctly. Like, okay, this week I'm going to go battle. This week I'm going to rest. This week I'm going to go explore the monastery. And, like, you know, those certain things have to happen. But, like, I just kind of I kind of miss the, like, how Fire Emblem Fates was where you could just kind of, like, grind those fake, those quote-unquote fake missions that aren't really part of the story to get everybody super overpowered. Uh, which there's a certain point in this game where you can actually do that as well, but it's like the same three or four missions all the time that you can do that, and it's like yeah, well that you can only do that for so long uh, before you get tired of it. So you know, I I I do love this game though. I right now it's probably my game of the year, although I haven't really played a lot that's that have that has come out this year uh, yet. So uh, we're getting there though. We're getting there. I'm, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna probably stream backlog stuff on like Tuesdays or Wednesday nights. Uh, so, uh, although this week, this Tuesday, we're we're recording. So, uh, I'm very excited for that recording. By the way, Ed. Oh, that's okay. Uh, so, uh, I've been playing a lot of Fire Emblem. It's great. Uh, Black Eagles are a cool house. I'm. I'm really. I, honestly, I'm interested and intrigued to play through the other houses to see how the story changes. And when you get to where I'm at, because you picked the, the blue lions, I want yes. to see how the story changes from the perspective of the blue lions, as opposed to the red Eagles or the black Eagles. 
because they are two very different styles of houses in, in terms mm-hmm. of like in terms of like religion and and pol- political stature and stuff and like I want to see that so bad uh so yeah I I like Fire Emblem it's probably my game of the year it's it's definitely up there it's a, it's a definitely a 9.5 um uh for me yeah um but it's good that you have that as your given a year where Yoshi's uh, Crack the World is mine. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I like I like Yoshi's Craft the World too. Don't get me wrong. I just mm. I Fire Emblem, dude. You you. The, how long have you known me, and how long have I been waiting for Fire Emblem? <laughs> exactly. And and this is the thing that you could kind of tell between me and you when we have our personal game of the years it's definitely the time that we put into it and the care and like the care and excitement that we have like you put dedicated destiny hour time oh, geez, into yeah. fire emblem yeah. and i did the same thing with craft the world like craft the world i'm just like like was blown throughout the whole thing like i could not stop playing this game ever since i like put it in like this game is why it's number one for me why it's my game of the year so and i think it's just us having that passion and that attachment to these games yeah and i wouldn't even be i wouldn't even be mad if fire emblem became your game of the year because i think right now at the time i think fire emblem with all this anticipation that it's had, people are still playing this game, going through it too, like you said, to see the other houses and everything. I think Fire Emblem may be the game of the year just for the industry for 2019. I, I think we'll see how uh, Astro Chain does. We'll see how Call of Duty does, Pop Pokemon, uh, maybe Gears 5. Like We'll see a lot of games coming out this year. Will it overtake Fire Emblem? I don't think so but fire emblem is up there and i wouldn't be mad if it got game of the year yeah i i I just wouldn't be mad well i mean also like we are also looking forward i mean we're looking forward to a lot of the same games but yes also like a lot of different games like you're looking forward to damon x machina where i'm looking forward to like really really looking forward to like dragon quest and luigi's mansion and like you are yeah. you are too but like damon x machina is like on your radar right and like yes. it's not really on mine because i didn't enjoy the demo uh and also the demo dropped around the same time as anthem and anthem had despite what you say about that game uh you know mission structure and and whatever the flying felt amazing <laughs> and, yes and you know it's uh damon x machina going to that as opposed to anthem was like really jarring and uh but it was good that the Damon X Machina got out that way to let to, to be like this is a playtest. It's not a final representation of the game, and that's good that they did. That. And and of course, you know, um, a lot of people say they didn't like that demo, but I'm just like it's good that they got it out for people to try and then did a a video showcasing all the changes mm-hmm. for it. You know, so they had time to polish it. Um. And I think I would have loved. I keep telling you to say I would have loved Anthem to do the same thing. Don't get me wrong. I love the flying anthem. It's just like I think I was having much more fun with them X Machina. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You're, you're literally right. I, look, I played Anthem with everybody, and I beat the game. I know you're the only. Out. You were like the one that was like 
I would say, like, out of the three of us, like Jesse, like, I would say you were, like, the least excited for Anthem. And uh, you're the only one that beat it. So, <laughs> hey, look, Ray's I mean, here. Ray's here. Let's get him in here. Hey. Um, I wasn't I wasn't the least excited for Anthem. I just didn't know. I just didn't know much about it. And when the demo came out and it was just having all these technical problems, I kind of just got concerned in how they released it. I'm just like, for a game this big, it shouldn't have the mishap that it that it had. Because when when we seen that E3 in 2018, we were like, uh, we need this game. Like it had it has problems, and I I hey I played it every day ever since I brought it. And I did not. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to trying to get which. So here. sorry. So to sorry. to let everybody know, uh, so Resident Evil Two the remake is Jesse's game of the year, kind of his top priority. Yours is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Mine is Yoshi's Craft the World. Uh, We'll have to see what Ray's is, but I think for Ray, I think if there's no current 2019 game, I would probably say uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 may be Ray's uh, game of the year. And you'd be right! There he is. There he is. You'd be so right! There he is. Um, Because I have struggled. Hello, gentlemen. I love you. Thank you so much for being patient with me to find a game as good as Divinity Original Sin 2 this year. Uh, if anything, uh, I haven't made it as far as Corey and Fire Emblem, but uh, Devil May Cry 5, I had probably the next most fun with when it comes to games this year. Which I would agree with you if V didn't play the way that he did. You know, after a while I got used to it, and then he was just evil. Yeah. He, was, he was Pokemon trainer from Smash. <laughs> and I think when I started playing Dante, I was just like, Good night. I could just. This is how this game plays. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's and there's still stuff about Dante that I have to learn uh, about it. Exactly. I feel like they built that game around Dante. Yeah. You can tell once you finally get to play as Dante. It's so good. It's incredible. I think. Um, I think one problem that it did have though is that it's at times the spacing is weird. Yep. Like there's some closed parts, but then there's some open parts, and mm-hmm. you don't have enough enemies to fill it. So it's just like, I feel weird about this game, but I would take this over definitely over Devil May Cry Four. I literally think Devil May Cry Four is the worst one in the series. It, this Devil May Cry Five is my favorite Devil, Devil May Cry game of all time. It's it's the best one if you ask me. DM, um, uh, DMC does it for me. I, I can I can understand that. Like it has some of the best mechanics but like this as Devil May Cry was a whole package the story the soundtrack mm-hmm. the the gameplay I I loved it it was so much fun god yeah. I love it I, I think they, they, I think Devil May Cry 5 in just the, the, the series mm-hmm. I think 5 is the best out of it um with probably I haven't played 3 so um I would have to play 3 to say maybe three might be the second with one being third two being uh the fourth and then devil may cry four being the fifth i'd put two last and fourth above that (laughs) you know what i i i'm more manageable of two over four because four there is some bad platforming 
mm-hmm. and because if it if you drop by something that you didn't do due to the fact their camera is bad, you have to buy a button to you have to buy a run moment in order for know. you to run in that game of Devil May Cry four. So like the platforming is what took me out of four. Uh, like everything else, I thought about four was like I was like okay, I like this. This is cool, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, Nero was awesome first getting to meet him, but then like yeah, the platforming stuff I was like no thank you, never put this it, in your game again. And then it would drop you, and if it did drop you, you had to fight enemies over and over and over yep. again each time. And I was just like, nope, Devil May Cry 2 is better. Please, no thank you. Yep, I understand. I get that. Sorry, sorry, Corey. Didn't mean no, to. No, it's a podcast. Conversational. Conversations happen. Uh, But yeah, where were we at? I don't even remember. Uh, Oh, uh, Fire Emblem is a fantastic game. But also... Yes. Uh, this weekend I kind of dove back into some Halo. Uh, I'm proud of you. Good job. I played some Master Chief Collection, and I think Halo 4 is still super underrated. Uh, I really like the way that game feels in terms of, like, it feels like the way, like, after Halo 3 and, you know, Modern Warfare became big and people started adding sprint functionality and, like, the optional aim down sight stuff. Uh, I mean, I guess it's not really optional. Like with the battle rifle and the DMR, I guess like you don't really do it with any other weapon. But like, you know what right. I mean? Like I, I, I really like the way that those weapons feel. And uh, I just feel like I Halo 4 plays the way that a modern Halo, I think, should feel. And then I played some Halo 5 today. And that game just feels kind of really good, too. <laughs> Halo 5, I, uh, honestly, I feel like Halo 5 multiplayer is, like, to me, almost like pinnacle multiplayer feel. Yeah. Like, I felt that Halo 5 is, like, I'm like, this is the way an online multiplayer shooter should feel. And in addition to the modes that they have, I was like, this is, like, this is just fun. And it's good. And and it could be competitive all at the same time. And, like, a not a very complicated, weird, roundabout way. Um, I don't know. Halo 5 multiplayer just felt great. I hate that people hated the campaign so much that it just didn't do as well as it should have. But, I mean, let's be real. Halo 5, you know, wasn't super strong, you know, in terms of the story or what they decided to do. Because it, it felt more like... What what was that Harry Potter movie that they split into two movies? Uh, the Deathly Hollows. Yes. It felt like the first Deathly Hollows movie where it's just like, oh, well, I know it's going to end here. But it really shouldn't. <laughs> my uh, my wife. So I, my wife uh, would be really proud of me right now. I, I bet I'm proud of you right now because I completely forgot which one is played. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I just Halo Five could have been better than it was. Uh, but the multiplayer was incredible. I loved the the multiplayer. It was so much fun. But enough, like too many of my friends had already dropped the game because they were so disappointed in the story mode that I didn't have enough people to go back and play the game with. Yeah. You know, I never I never had a problem with the story mode. I really, I really I just, enjoyed the story. I just felt like the story was like it. It just felt like it was. It needed an editor, and they mm-hmm. had too many mm-hmm. ideas. It was all over the place, and they never yeah. like, yeah. But I would not lie. Three four three did a, a phenomenal job with those cutscenes. Oh, the cutscenes! That intro cutscenes. The cutscenes. Oh, it's pretty. Cool. Oh, it's all pretty. Yeah, it's it's real pretty. Yeah, I mean the cutscenes are like are great, but you know it's uh. The actual gay. <laughs> it's the uh, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Like yep, yep. I wanted, I wanted the stuff that was in the trailer. I wanted to beat up Locke as Master Chief, and then uh, right, and then they never actually meet each other. 
I know. Then they become teammates within like the first two missions, and you're like, oh, they're on the same team now, guys. Same team! Yay! So, I don't know. Uh, I, that was another big thing about that. Sorry to know the side tangent. People were so upset about Hunt the Truth because Hunt the Truth was so good and then it didn't actually tie into the video game. And I, w- I know I was a part of the camp of, well, it doesn't have to tie into the game, but yes, it would have been really nice, you know. Uh, but Hunt the Truth was probably one of my favorite, like, video game, air quote, tie-in media, uh, period. It was so good. It was really well done. So if you haven't listened to Hunt the Truth, uh, it's a podcast series um, for the Halo universe, you should go listen to it. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, the episodes are only like 20 minutes long, too. Some of them. Yeah, some they're of so good. Are, are longer. Like, but really high production value. I loved it. Yeah. So give it a shot. Yes. So uh, I've been I played a lot of Halo the last couple days, too. Uh I it made me really want to like start playing a lot of Halo again. <laughs> like good, it's about that time. Um I you know I've never played Reach and so I, I have really do also want to have never finished Reach. Oh, so you say this is something we should play together? It sounds like something we should play together. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love that. I'm just I just need to Reach. I'm, I'm throwing that out there. It's just something we should probably play together at some point. I would really like that because it was the one Halo game that I it was it came out when we were in college and I wasn't really playing video games at the time, and so I just completely missed it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yes, there was a time in my life where I wasn't playing video games. Shocker. I mean, I think we all kind of go through that, like especially like probably the ages between like seventeen and like twenty two, three, four ish. You know, like so, not like that long of a span, but somewhere in that time frame of your life. There, because there was a point where, like, I was in college playing sports, trying to like survive life, and video games weren't part of it. Because spoilers, don't play college sports unless you're a really good athlete. Because or you don't want to have time to do anything else. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because like, I would get up at five o'clock in the morning and go to conditioning. Five o'clock to seven o'clock. Seven or eight o'clock was my first class, and then after. Like from like one thirty to three o'clock, I would watch film, and from three thirty to five forty-five would be practice, and then dinner, and then somewhere in there you had to do schoolwork and eat all and, your homework <laughs> and yeah. poop, and you know, you know, live life like you didn't just waste like twelve hours of your life doing other things. Right. <laughs> oh man, I did beat Kingdom Hearts though. Kingdom Hearts, woo-wee! Who a discussion that me and good friend Jarrett Green had. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me to that discussion, Ed. Uh, One day I'll finish Kingdom Hearts 3, LOL. One day I'll buy Kingdom Hearts 3. LOL! LOL. <laughs> I'm with you, look, I'm with you, Ray. I have it. Uh, but I need to. I try, So I started the game. Um, Could not get through more than I think, like... Four hours. I was like, okay, can't play this right now. No, thank you. I'll come back to it. Uh, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe for like an extra life thing. Yeah. So, like for the kids. Yeah, we'll play some more of it. You know, I I would say that, but guess what? It's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> not even for the kids. No. For the Man. Kids don't like Disney anymore. Oh no. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't know. My kid tried to murder a figment doll the other day, so. Like, murder, murder? Like, was it like, you know, oh, die, or like, I'm going to kill you. See this tall, big figment behind me? Mm-hmm. She took it by the neck and started slamming it on this little side table right here. And uh, ah. I was like, Josh Finney would be real sad right now. <laughs> you know what? It probably deserved it. You know, Figment, Figment's haunted. She's taking care of the ghost. <laughs> oh man, I dude. Today, speaking of ghosts, like my kid thought there was a ghost in in the bedroom, and uh, I was like, no, there's not. And then the cat also freaked out when they went in the bedroom. So now so I'm like, there's a ghost. I, yeah, I mean, uh, there might be. No, no, there, there's a ghost. <laughs> you have a ghost. <laughs> There might be, there may or may not be a ghost. If the child saw it and the cat also saw it, you definitely have a ghost. <laughs> it's pretty scary in here right now. Yes, I don't know. I have a do. dog, and her job is to bark at the ghosts and tell them to leave. It's a part of her contract. It, wow. <laughs> when the ghosts so, are gone, it will be relieved. Nah, she she can stay. She's cute. Okay. So it's all good. <laughs> wow, oh, man. Uh. How do we get on this? What are we talking about? Oh, uh, oh, games I've been playing. Right. Uh, I also played a lot of Fortnite and Apex Legends last night with my cousin, uh, and that was also a good time. Those good. those are two very good video games. I know Fortnite gets a lot of hate, but it is it is a good video game to play with friends if you uh, want something that's yeah. simple yeah. and fun and you know. I would agree with that. I just also feel like. Um... People need either better friends or just need to learn how to have more fun because Fortnite can be fun. LOL. It can be. It was fun. It we got be. we got one of those big mechs and like Oh, you mean the thing that people absolutely detest right now? Yeah. People we are found... leaving Fortnite because of that. No, we found them and then we found like three other ones and just decided to blow them up so no one else could have them. <laughs> exactly. I I feel like if people could do that, they would do that with all of the mechs. Every yeah. time. Oh no. So dude, nobody the, mech, can the mechs were fun. I mean, I had fun using a mech because I love mechs. But there are people who are like literally just not playing Fortnite because of the, the mech. Mechs. Well, guess what? It's they crazy. they're missing out because it was a good time. Let me tell. Oh no, but you know those are those you know pro Fortnite people. So they obviously know what they're talking about, right? LOL. Pro uh, Fortnite people. So uh, Apex Legends. I've also I've been playing that too. Yeah. Um, got me a solo dolo victory. It was that felt good. Yeah, I've gotten a few more uh, group victories with randos, so that's been pretty cool too. Uh, I love Apex. Apex is my favorite BR game, straight up. Yeah, it's my absolute favorite. Apex uh, is pretty good. Apex feels the best. I feel like Apex is the. It has a, a less straight learning curve, if that makes sense. Uh, like it's easy to pick up. Yeah. Uh, well, my cousin, know. my cousin has been playing Titanfall too, mm-hmm. and he was like. Hey, this game feels a lot like Titanfall because I mean he like he likes games, but he's not like super into it like we are, like looking right. stuff up every day and playing games every day, whatever. And I was like, well, you know, it's the Titanfall guys, right? And he's like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, well, that explains a lot. That explains everything. But yeah, no, um, I love Apex. Apex is great. I'm glad it exists. Uh, they do really need to get their microtransaction stuff figured out because that's a hot mess right now. Um. Yeah, but so isn't, it, isn't it usually point, a hot mess for, like, the first, you know, 
I guess so. <laughs> I um, but I don't know. It's it's been like people are like really really vocal about how it's working out this time around. I don't buy micro like I don't buy anything for this game. I just don't. I I I have no reason to. They haven't given me a reason to want to buy anything for this game. So I don't. And so that way I'm I should pay more attention as to why people are upset about it to see if it's valid. <laughs> you know, at least to me anyway. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just don't like. I just play Apex and I have a good time. And then yeah. I, you know, go play other stuff. So yeah. Oh. Apex Legends, super solid game. Hundred percent would recommend. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. So I it like playing all these battle royale games actually like kind of makes me want a Halo one because I feel like a Halo one might be cool. Well, let's be real, Corey. But, you know we gonna get one. Well, you know we're gonna well, get one. Are we though? Because they said yep. they said that the only BR they care about is battle rifle. But also, their creative director just left. But so. guess what? And they'll be, and they'll be like, "Oh, yep, the battle rifles also in RBR." LOL. <laughs> um, so it, I I think that we would get one. But yeah, and they, that, they and are that also... Halo two Halo two battle rifle is the uh, legendary equivalent of the other ones. Oh my wow. god, that would be great. But yeah, you're right. That their creative director did just leave, and that also kind of scares me. But you know, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, we were kind of talking about that on the pre-show when we had no sound. Uh, oh, no. But we, I do kind of want to talk about that, uh, although we, I only, would love to. we only have like 45 minutes left uh, for Ed. <laughs> but, uh, Ray, what, you, what have you been playing? I'll cut mine off So, there. basically just Apex and uh, Far Cry New Dawn. Ooh. Uh, I, I played and finished Far Cry New Dawn recently. Um okay enjoyed it uh i hate games that lead up you know you have you play the game a certain way and then the last boss fight it's like ah it's just a bullet sponge so suit it as much as possible now and i'm like oh okay that's not how i've been playing your game this entire time but that's cool <laughs> um so we i was really i was new classes <laughs> i was i was a little disappointed in that because uh, if i had, had i known that that was what it was going to be i would have used a completely different loadout for the end so i would have had more fun if that makes sense uh, because it's just the way I have been playing the game wasn't tuned for that. I've been playing games like kind of more silent weapons, you know, sneaking around just a little bit here and there. Um, so my guns didn't have very large clips and, um, they also were like kind of like three round single shot weapons. But then I get to this final boss and it's like, no, he's got literally has orange glowy spots, shoot them to kill it. And I'm like, well, I just need a, an LMG and I don't have one. So great, thanks, Far Cry. So I don't know that I enjoyed most. I enjoyed almost all the rest of the game except for the boss fight. But the last thing I did was the boss fight, so that's what I remember. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. <sighs> Good time. Games don't always need a boss fight. Man, they don't. They really. I it really did need a boss fight. Like I was like, you know, you could have done without this, and I, I would have been fine. Yeah. So had they given me like a sneaking section like the rest of the game, would have been great. But nope. Um. Like making multi-level sneaking sections with multiple enemies that you can take out in a variety of styles, like the whole rest of the game, mind you, wouldn't have been difficult, and it would have been great. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's it for right now. Um, just Apex and Far Cry, and now I get to decide what else I'm about to start playing here soon. Nice. Uh, all right. Well, before we get into these questions, let's actually talk about this Halo. Uh, creative director leaving Tim Tim Longo. That's his name, right? Yes. If that's how you pronounce it, yeah, I'm with you. I, 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 right, that's what it looks like, so that's how I'm saying it. I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> As a an American white male, I say names how they are pronounced or how they I are mean, spelled. 
isn't that how everybody says things? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, look, I don't know. I was corrected the other day by some by someone who wasn't, you know, like me. So I I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't unless even it's know if obvious, I, know, I don't even know if I know life anymore. Obvious? Are you are you a man that says, "Hey, look, they got vegan stuff instead of vegan"? Don't be that guy. Uh, vegan bacon. sounds like bacon. See, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not doing that, you're good. Turn the E to an A. That doesn't even sound right. Big yeah, I, I was with some, there was some little old white people behind me in the store the other day, and they go, Look, look, sweetheart, they got some of that their vegan stuff. And I go, Oh no. Okay, see, they're Southern. <laughs> if, now, if they're true country Southern, that's understandable. I don't live in the South. I live in the Midwest. <laughs> I know that, but I'm just saying, if they cut, if they Southern country, like coming to visit, they're going to say that. So, I just thought it, I thought at, it was look hilarious. At, look at Ed I was like, that's adorable. <laughs> defending the white people. I have family. Look, I have, I have family in the south, and I have oh, heard my some, family's from the south. Same here. I have heard some crazy words that we say pronounced very differently up there <laughs> or down there. I should say. I just thought it was hilarious. I'm like, oh. Vegan. I've never heard that. That's a weird name for a child. <laughs> tripping about Mario. <laughs> it's Mario. That was a rip on that new meme going around with that lady who asked the internet to name her kids, and I, I felt real bad for them. Real bad. <laughs> did you, though? Or did I, you just I, say, ha No, I felt real bad. That kid's gonna get bullied. <laughs> Pretty much. It's gonna get bullied. Uh... But for Halo Infinite, so um, with this creative director leaving, um, I don't think Halo is in, Halo Infinite is in any trouble. Um, there's no not. announcement of delays because I'm like it's still years all year off. It's still like a um, year and a half away. Can, can I right. can I tell you right now that that game is going to get delayed? I don't think so. I don't. I, I think so. I think it's gonna. I think Microsoft like wants to push it out because it they think it might sell Xboxes and then they will. You know, I do could, whatever they I can. I am. I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that it's going to get delayed. I don't think so. I think Microsoft is going to pull people from different companies, developers of their own, and they're going to help them finish that game. And let me tell you why it's going to get delayed. <laughs> Halo cannot afford to come out and be mediocre. They've already got enough like bad blood with well with Halo. Th- Four exactly. And, Halo Four and Five. And although, Five. Although I this don't... game, this game cannot come out and just be okay. This game cannot come out and be like, oh, the fans love it, but critically, it's not well reviewed. This game has to come out and be. It, it has to be great. And honestly, it does. Well, it, then that depends on what does Halo needs. To, Halo Infinite needs to surpass. Uh. Four and five. <laughs> yeah, not even, like, I'm, I'm not. By, I'm not by even, a long I'm, shot. But yeah. you know what? I'm not even talking about their secret, the number franchise. What other franchise outside of Halo do it need to surpass in order to get that recognition? So you, because so you, if I mean, because, I think I think stuff like. I mean, I think anybody who's making a like a. a multiplayer kind and i know halo's got a huge like campaign is is always going to be a huge component to halo right but like it's built on the multiplayer stuff right and like i i feel like any any uh what do you call it any game that is making a 
and, and Xbox is kind of in a different position now and it's not like it used to be, but like an exclusive quote unquote multiplayer shooter needs to be perfect when it comes out. They can't have like a like a game as a service, kind of like Destiny, right? Like where like right. yes. a lot of people were disappointed by Destiny, but over years like it just like okay, people enjoy it now, it's in a good place, that kind of stuff. But that's across, what, three platforms, four platforms, five platforms now at this mm-hmm. point. So, like, it has that audience that can keep it going. But with something like Halo in the past, at least, like Halo 5, 4, and 5 stuck on one console, those audience jumped ship when something like Call of Duty came out or uh, Titanfall or now Fortnite and Apex. And, and Halo needs something that will differentiate itself enough to standalone on its on its on its own legs and be what people like about halo uh and i they they have to get it right and i hope that they try to get it right before it's supposed to launch because you know that just spells bad news well it it feels like halo then is the only game that is probably maybe one of the best um, balanced games, balanced as in where people care about the campaign and the multiplayer. I don't think people care about the campaigns in Battlefield or Call of Duty or any Unless kind of really bad company. Then yes, I do. <laughs> but I... like the but 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 EA then again, put they have, their money. They have to go up against campaigns now, like Wolfenstein and Doom. Now, yep. But see, those the the thing about those is are, Wolfenstein and Doom are not memorable. They're memorable for their gameplay. They're not memorable for their campaigns or well, stories. I think Wolf, I think Wolfenstein people care about the story more than something like Doom. If so. if you if you have a history with Wolfenstein, I could see that. If you don't have a history for it, maybe maybe in this political climate, yes. But if you don't have a history with Wolfenstein, then it won't even matter. You know where where like. Where like Titanfall two, everybody cared, everybody really cared about the campaign and the multiplayer. That was like that's probably one of the most modern games. Probably would feel would feel that way, even though modern, um, even though Titanfall four two didn't do so well. Um, that might be probably like the only one. So it, it, I just feel like Halo Infinite. Yes, they do have a lot to prove with their campaign. Their multiplayer, to me personally, has always been good. It's always been fine. I didn't like the first kind of. I didn't like the first game in the sense, but I grew uh, appreciation for it. I think with Halo Infinite, I think if they can knock out that campaign and still deliver an awesome multiplayer experience, then yeah, they would they will probably bring people back, but it's going to be like, who do they need to surpass in order to have that? Yeah. So, I feel like it's it's, it's not just... Halo is competing against itself. And when I, and when I, when I said that earlier, and I mean, mm-hmm. like, Microsoft as a whole, they need that humongous AAA exclusive game that's going to get people to buy this machine. They need it. And it needs to be good. It needs to be Breath of the Wild good for the Switch. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. just talking about in comparisons to the level of hype and like just quality of the game. Yes. It, it needs to be that good. And I hope I hope so. And that's why I would not be surprised if there was a delay. But I also understand that they really almost can't delay it. But 
they might have to to make this game good because if but it comes out and it's like just okay oh boy ooh right because i'm like it's it's the leading game for scarlet i think well it, i mean i think forza i mean like here's the thing though like i it, even the only thing that microsoft ha- would have to say it's okay to delay halo by s- three to six months would be something like forza Yes, I, 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 I feel like I feel like this next Xbox has to launch with either Fable or Halo. Has oh, to. Oh, it's definitely Fable's it's not, definitely Fable. not launching with Fable. I can tell yeah. you that much. Uh, I mean, and I'm I I mean, like as much as I would be like, oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Like I just I don't see Fable being ready by launch. I would say like the way I would picture their falls going almost, or even if the. I, th- I think the smartest move for Xbox would be just to do what Sony's doing is release their first party in the spring and ha- allow their third-party partners to thrive in the fall. But, I don't think they can compete with Sony in that land, though. No, no I, 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 ag- I agree with you. I think they need a smash hit for a holiday. But mm-hmm. if they were to do mm-hmm. that, I would say, like, okay, well, Gears Gears 5 is coming out in a couple weeks, right? Which super yes. hyped, super hyped for that. Yep, I can't yeah. wait! I would see, like... It could almost be something like Gears, Halo, uh, Fable, in that kind of like every three years we're getting a new Fable, every three years we're getting a new Gears, every three years we're getting a new Halo, right? And I would put that, and then like every other year would be like whatever Forza is, whatever. If I will say, if Fable is going to come to Scarlet, I think now with them acquiring Obsidian, Mm-hmm. I think they're going to do that new fake. Well, not uh, not if the Outer Worlds is successful, <laughs> they're going to work on that. Well, well, the thing about I mean, the Outer Worlds is they just they build up, they staff up, and they have two teams. You the, know, the, it's, it's been done before. What the thing with the thing with Outer Worlds is is now it's it may have guaranteed success not only because it's coming to PC and Xbox, but it's going to be on Switch. So people are willing to show that they will buy that game on Switch if it runs well. So I really want that's... that game so bad. I know that game looks awesome. Outer <laughs> so, Worlds looks so good. I mean, I am like I'm gonna bite the bullet for everybody and buy it on Switch. So I'll let you know how it is. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I probably will double dip. Like I will probably play it on Xbox One to you know record it, and then I will buy it on Switch because I want that different experiences that that, that game is going to offer. So yeah, but but now that they have an RPG kind of developer i think i i would trust now as obsidian with having fable um and what was the other co- other company that they brought um in when they brought a city in exile yeah well in exile is what working on wasteland right now right yes i think so yeah wasteland three yeah so so, so they i don't know i wasteland two on switch by the way great game i know it's on game pass and like a bunch of other stuff but you should play wasteland two it's good Sorry. But I, Sorry feel, I feel like no, you're good. I feel like Halo. Um, I don't want to say that it's in trouble, but I will say that I am slightly worried. Um, we don't know a lot about this game, and a little bit that we, the little stuff that we do know, isn't great. <laughs> you know, so um, I, I, I'm, I think Inside Xbox might change that, and I think if they're doing that thing that they did in Mexico last time, if if that be the leading title that they want to present and actually show something it may just it may change minds the, th- the thing too like though is like the, point by. the thing too though is like 343 is such a huge studio 
at this mm-hmm, point. Yeah. That like, no no offense to Tim Tim Longo or whatever, but like, is him leaving really like that's the other side of this? Is it really gonna affect Halo all that much? I I see, and I don't I don't think so. I well, think... it just it just depends on how ingrained he was. If he was the only person who you know, if he had all of the you know the say and what was happening, maybe. But if you know his role was completed, it might not have been a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Had he yeah. had his part been done, uh, somebody can pick it up and run with it. Yeah, and that's and I, I agree with you, Ray. That's what I, I was about to say. Like I think I think everything is finished and ready to be in place, and now they're just about to spend time stitching it all together mm-hmm. and programming, testing it, uh, probably take some things, add some things, refining. I think they're now in the nitty gritty of doing the work for that game. I it's, sure hope so. Like, like it sucked what we got for E3, even though that CG was impressive and we didn't get no gameplay, but I think they're just like, okay, let's get, let's get down. Let's get this thing together. Mm, I, I'm telling you, it, I, I really hope so. Yeah, and and that's why I just feel like, man, a delay can't happen. And I really do feel like they're just gonna go, they're gonna hire more people, or they're gonna grab some other people from different uh, developers. I, I think, think I think, we... I, th- I think, who, I think, I just think like the creative director. I feel like there's like a whole team of people though, mm-hmm. for a creative director has under him as a creative team. That like, I think they have enough people to be like, okay, well, we're gonna shift some roles around. You're gonna be the new create like interim creative director right now until we figure things out, and you know, keep this on track, keep this on pace. We have the idea. We're this far into it already. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I just feel like they they already have a lot of the decisions that he needed to make in place. Mm-hmm. So. I would I would love to have a, a more in-depth conversation about Halo 5 next episode. So I'm going to do some research and I would love to talk to y'all about it some more. Just kind of what we everything we know about it. Yeah, Can't. well, the, the, oh, it's let's, in, do, let's uh let's let's do a playthrough. Let's everybody just play through Halo 5 and come fresh and let's have a discussion about it. Like a good cuz I want I kind of want to take us like in the Halo Infinite, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Like a like uh one would say a squad goals episode or a Ooh, yes so just kind of like everything we know about halo 5 and what we can expect in infinite like i want to just kind of have like some comprehensive halo content you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so hey then listeners look at us brainstorming on the fly if you guys are watching this live or when this goes uh, up on Wednesdays, you guys are listening, actually play Halo 5 along with us. I want to yeah. hear thoughts. I really want to hear thoughts about it. Because I, uh, you know, I'm like, I, I feel like Halo 5 did get a bad rap. And I, I don't, I don't, I want there to be a lot of positive energy going into Halo Infinite. Like I said, I'm concerned, but I'm mm-hmm. not like, I'm going to play the game regardless. I'm concerned, but st- I still want to be excited about Halo. I've always been excited about Halo. I was super excited about 5, but then we played it, and it was like, okay, I get it. My expectations were then, like, set differently. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just I want us to build some some joy around Halo, because Halo has been such a bright spot in my life. I've made so many friends, over, like, playing Halo. I've had so much fun playing Halo, and I want I want to keep those memories alive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want it to turn into another... Uh, well, that's a game I used to play that I don't touch anymore, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I, yeah. I get it. Like, sitting in dorm rooms playing Halo 2 and 3, like, yeah, it's man. just like, you know, that's that's 
that was my life for like two years, you know, like it's so, just... and that's why I'm, I'm, and, and unfortunately, it's, it's Halo also carries a really heavy nostalgia flag, you know, and so to some people, it'll never be as good as it was, but uh, I think they do have a really good chance to give us something awesome. So yeah, yeah, love me. I can't wait to play this. It's gonna be a good discussion. Yeah, for sure. All right, what are we getting some some questions? Uh, yeah. Remember, yes. you can email us at codenamenx or contact at codenamenx.com or tweet at us or follow the Facebook question thread, all that good stuff. Uh, let me open these show notes real quick. I don't know why they were closed. But uh, Deshaun Malone asks. I know him. I, 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 I have met him twice. Uh, I haven't met him yet. I have I have I have shaken the man's hand in an, oh, in man. line at Aldi. I, was I love Aldi. Buying groceries. It's a good time. I hope when I come see you that we meet up. So Deshaun Malone, I'm I'm planning on coming to meet Corey again and have a good time. And hopefully I run into you and we could you could meet you could meet me in person and <laughs> I'll give you a hug and a cheeseburger or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm actually Ray, I'm actually glad you're here for this question. Uh oh. Since since y'all seem to be moving towards live streaming a lot of content. What are your thoughts on the future of the medium? How do Twitch and Mixer compare to YouTube's future? Super interested in this conversation. Uh, so, like Ed and, Ed and I said at the top of the show, before Ray came in, we've been kind of mixing it up on Mixer. Uh, and and uh-huh. obviously, I know, right? And uh, Ray is, is clearly in the Twitch camp hardcore Congratulations mm-hmm. on your 500 uh, followers, by the way. Or oh, sub- thank you. Subscribe followers, subscribers, whatever. Followers, yeah, followers. Uh, yeah. Let's get that. Let's get those numbers up, man. Let's get it. Let's get them to 600. Oh, uh, we're right? almost yeah. there. So yeah, we need, yeah, we're almost there. We're almost at 600 already, which is kind of crazy. So let's keep going. <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah, like I I think YouTube used to be the place to go for like let's plays and stuff, right? And mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think Twitch kind of started this trend and now mixer is trying to catch up in its own way where Mm -hmm. people go to these places to enjoy the personalities right yeah and uh twitch and mixer make it awfully easy to interact interact with your fans almost instantly instead Mm -hmm. of you know scrolling through the comments commenting or replying to comments whatever on youtube like you used to have to do and like YouTube has kind of become this place where people look through walkthroughs or trailers or different types of gaming content, and and the let's play scene has kind of moved over to live streaming, at least mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. in my eyes. So like to me, that's kind of like the future. If you need to look up something real fast, like I need to figure out how to beat the shrine in Zelda, or you know where's the secret in God of War, or how do I take down this boss, right? Like that's where the YouTube audience is gonna is going to thrive again. I agree. Not, not again. It's still thriving, but like if you just want to enjoy someone's personality and have a good time and interact with people like Twitch and mixer are, is where you're going now. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I mean, can we take it? Can we zoom out just a little bit more than that? So with YouTube, I feel like (laughs) YouTube is so much, so much bigger 
than just the video game pie. The video game piece of that pie is so small also compared true. to everything else also on YouTube. True. So YouTube's going to be fine. It's going to exist regardless. Yeah. Uh, you know, video games will be will be good on YouTube. They will stay there. It will exist. Um, well, that depends on the DMCA, so... What? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, we'll see. We'll see about that. You're right, but like, I said, yeah, but there's YouTube a lot of work five regardless because that gaming pie is so small. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so it, it'll be, it'll be, YouTube is going to be here, and unless YouTube decides to want to invest in the gaming community again, which it did at one point years ago, um, that'll be awesome. But until then, it, it's just going to be there. It, it, I don't think it's going to get any bigger. It won't get any smaller. You know what I'm saying? It's it's gonna kind of maintain essentially. YouTube is maintaining its gaming content really well, um, and so YouTube. I, I don't know. YouTube streaming people uh, people do that <laughs> because I think, that's what I think, their audiences are. I uh, think if I'm, people are having problems with Twitch or Mixer, and, but in YouTube streaming is working, I people right. would think they would go there for just a backup. I so mean, if I you want to get into see, if you want to get into YouTube streaming. <laughs> Uh, Nerds Gone Rogue, the other podcast I do with Matt and Moose, like uh-huh. they we used to do it through Google Hangouts. Well, Google Hangouts doesn't exist anymore, everybody. So we have been really tr- struggling to figure out what's happening with not only our audience but like our live streaming situation because we like having that live audience and like YouTube has been the place where most of our audience has been for that show. Right. And so, like, now we're trying to figure out, okay, well, we have to find a new thing, which I think we're going to use Discord. Uh, mm-hmm. But for some reason, my my Mac doesn't want to install the Discord app. So... Oh, that's lit. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, it's, it's a good time. Uh, so, like, we're really trying to figure that out. So I'll have to use the web browser version of Discord, uh, which is already giving me a headache thinking about Oh boy. Uh, but like, we took a poll on YouTube or on tw- on Twitter, and our audience for that show specifically, who wants to watch it live, wants us to go to YouTube. And mm-hmm. so, I I guess like an older style. Also, like, there's also an age range that prefers YouTube over these other channels, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, the younger audience seems to skew more towards Twitch and. Uh, there's kind of like a, it seems like there's like a twenties to thirties brackets that kind of like, as I've been looking at mixer the last couple of weeks or whatever, like that seems to be the average kind of age range of streamers on mixer. And then YouTube's uh-huh. like old farts now. So ah! uh, sorry, Matt and Moose, but, uh, ah. you guys are 40 now. So I have to say something, uh, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, I feel like you're right. So I feel like you can you can grow an audience on YouTube, but you then drag them over to your live streaming platform and you cultivate that audience more. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So you grow you grow on YouTube and you build them over and you and you um you like build relationships and community in your live content. Yes. Um, which I feel like is important if you want to do that. Some people don't do both, but I feel like if you are wanting to be more successful, you should be. Yeah. Um. And so I, I um what Deshaun is saying is like um I feel like Twitch and Mixer, they are going to focus like I know Twitch tried to expand beyond just video games with the IRL stuff. And, you know, it's huge, it's popular, it's 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 successful. It's like I, I get why that exists. But um 
feel like the video game portion of that still will carry the platform uh, going forward. And same with Mixer. Mixer, I feel like is it's it's it was built as a video game streaming competitor to Twitch and YouTube. And so it mm-hmm. focused on video games when they built it. They had the video game community in mind when they built it, but also more importantly, Xbox, Microsoft, when you know they made sure they were building this up. So I, I feel like they're going to be good. Now that Mixer is starting to they're in a place now where they can make moves in terms of, you know, attracting people to their platform. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be very good for the rest of those platforms. I think um, it's going to, it's going to get Twitch hopefully to once Twitch learns that they also have to adapt to their audience and not just their competition. Now that they have competition, uh, once they start to react and adapt better and faster, um, I feel like we could have a pretty good ball game here, you know what I'm saying? Because um, YouTube, if they, if YouTube just got their act together just a tiny bit, they could still be a juggernaut and, you know, hold down both forts, both, you know, the recorded and saved video and the live streaming. They could. They really could. Uh, and I feel like Twitch, Twitch could literally just steal everything that Mixer does and be the best platform on the internet. <laughs> but do you think, really do you could. think, like, I mean, I don't know how involved Amazon is with Twitch, like, fine, like financially and like making decisions for Twitch or whatever. But do you think like them, like Microsoft, seems to be way more invested in Mixer than Amazon is into Twitch? If that makes sense, do you know what I mean? Like, well, I feel like Amazon is just Amazon. I feel like yeah. Amazon is is too big for that to even make a difference. If that if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I yeah I understand that to an extent, but like Microsoft doesn't only focus on games either, right? They but. But but they've shifted and that's most of their focus is on Xbox. Yeah, I mean that's that's also true. So uh... so I mean I get it. You know Microsoft like you know every every almost every computer you can look at is if it's not a Mac. Guess what? Windows. So I mean that exists. They that's well, a well, dominating... well, I'm sure one person that listens to our show probably dabbled in Linux at some point in their I'm, late I'm high really, school career. I'm so sorry that you had that much time on your hands, but still. <laughs> uh... <laughs> wow. Um, it's like lol PCs and Windows, that's a dominating brand that exists. It's a household name. It's everywhere. It's everything. Um so I feel like Microsoft can do that because they've just, they've decided they've decided to make that part of their identity as a brand. I, I so I see what you're saying is Amazon hasn't decided to take Twitch into its entire identity as a corporation, if that makes sense. It's not a global name just yet. I still get people all the time that are like, what's Twitch? And I, you don't have to explain to them because Twitch isn't something they know. But if you ask them what's Amazon, they know exactly what Amazon is. Mm-hmm. You know, most people will now know. I would say most people will say if you bring up Xbox, they know what an Xbox is, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So um, I get what you're saying. Uh, and I feel like maybe at some point we get there, but um, I don't really know. I feel like as in terms of freedom, Twitch might have more freedom uh, to do what they want, but that's because... Amazon doesn't care to a point. <laughs> uh, they just want more people to sign up for Amazon Prime. But with Xbox and Mixer, they want Mixer to succeed and they want to make sure that it's working to their benefit as a streaming platform for a console, a home console. They want you on an Xbox on Mixer. And I get that. So um, I feel like they're all they're all going in a similar direction. They're just taking different, very different paths and are at different speeds right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are all really good for each other, if that makes sense. Um, now that they are not ignoring each other anymore, because when they first started coming out and competing with each other, they were ignoring each other. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought that was stupid. Don't ignore your competition. Like, pay attention. Uh, like, I'm telling you, Mixer came out with some really cool stuff that Twitch could literally just, if you just copied it, I don't care. But copy your homework, don't make it obvious. No, make it obvious as possible because it's good stuff. Hype Zone is a great idea. Yep. Super cool thing. They, I Twitch needs to implement that. Uh, there's a new uh, email going around that I'm seeing. We don't know if I don't, I haven't seen if it's been confirmed real or fake or not. But uh, Twitch is about to implement a global Twitch currency for watching stuff on Twitch, just in general, not just in specific channels. All over Twitch is going to be like the Sparks yep. and Mixer. Yep. Um, so like it's there. There's some stuff happening, but people are like, oh well, Twitch isn't saying anything, and I feel like that's because TwitchCon's coming up, and that's we're going to make all their announcements about what's happening with Twitch. Um, so we'll see. I, I feel like TwitchCon is a good chance for Twitch to be like, okay, these are some of our plans that we have been, you know, kind of holding to our chests and not telling just yet because we wanted our all of our people to be here at our biggest show that we have. So now we're going to tell you. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. But the streaming stuff, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I still expect Google to pivot again. And to maybe have something kind of wild and crazy happen with YouTube, so yeah, especially with Stadia coming up, and they exactly. want to make like a big yeah. push with that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I wonder. If, I, I wonder if Stadia will also be like their, like what they wanted to do with YouTube gaming. Like, I mm-hmm. wonder if Stadia, like Stadia Live, will I, I like something like to that effect? You know, like Stadia is going to be our gaming brand, so Stadia Live is our live streaming brand type thing. You know, and mm-hmm. they have. Like, by the time you hear this, it, they'll probably already have their Gamescom, uh, what is it, Stadia Connect thing. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, next week we'll probably talk about that a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Stadia, or I feel like Google has to do something if they with Stadia like that, if they want that thing to be more than just, like, a cool experiment. Yeah. So, so the, streaming, the, the streaming of future is awesome because... It's still going to be changing for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So let's see where it goes. And I hope that answers your question at least a little bit, Deshaun. <laughs> it did. I'm going to say it did. So Lit. That was a good conversation, though. Yeah. Uh, he also asked, uh, what game, game coming out? What is one game coming out that you hope comes to Switch? Uh, I'll just easy, I'll just quickly say Borderlands three. That's oof, it. man, that'd be a good one. That's a good one. Uh, man, I don't know, man. I had an answer for this when I read it, and then I forgot, so it must not have been that important. Um, well, the Outer Worlds is coming out on Switch, so that's pretty lit. I know. Uh-huh. Uh, I wanted Madden. <laughs> I want. I don't care if it's like a garbage version of Madden because the Xbox One and PS4 versions are apparently garbage. So, uh, questionable content. No. Uh, I would if one game. I guess I could say off the top of my head, which is gonna be like not super important. Teppin, uh, the card game, the Capcom card game. Oh. I would like that. Oh, too, yeah. yeah. Uh, but man, I don't know. I don't really know, man. Like, I got a lot of things that I want on switch already so uh yeah switch i believe you good concept i love the switch i just right now it's my fire little machine and nothing else also very true um man what was the man there was a game that i had lined up and i don't remember what it is i wish i would have wrote it down but i didn't because i'm a terrible host so was it was a big mother truckers three yep (laughs) 
All right, next question. Wait, I lied. I have the best answer. Golden Sun, put it on Switch, you cowards. Yep. He said game coming. What is one game coming? I don't care. That's it. That's the one. Let's move on to the next question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hendrix Pasternak writes in and says, Hey, all. What games don't you like that are considered masterpieces by the gaming industry? Oh, boy. Do I have a few games for you? Grand Theft Auto V and Uncharted 2. And The Last of Us. Red Dead Redemption, the new one. Uh, Let's see. Bioshock. Journey. You monster. Journey is not all of that. I I don't understand the appeal of Journey. I love Journey. Journey is literally a journey. It's incredible. Um, there's one like, a, oh man, I, that, now I got stuck on Journey. Uh, I think that's it for me now. Uh, I I also agree. I don't really care. I think Grand Theft Auto does some interesting things, but I don't like with the, all the open world games out now. Like I don't was was Grand Theft Auto Five really considered a masterpiece? Yeah, I mean it got it tens. got another ten. Uh, I guess so. So yeah, I don't really consider that a masterpiece. I'm like, that's a cool game. Uh, I didn't even play Red Dead Two because I didn't really care for Red Dead One. So I just I tried to play Red Dead Redemption Two. I gave that game I think a solid nine hours, and was just like, nope. Oh, so you you rode your horse it. from one town to another? <laughs> yes, <laughs> pretty literally much. one time. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. I got to it though. So you know what the the straw was for that game, and it's it's gonna be ridiculous. I played this mission that was actually really funny, and then at the end of the mission, um, you're stuck in the middle of a field. And I whistled for my horse, and it was like, your horse is too far away. And I looked at the map, and I'm like, I ain't walking to that damn town. And I turned off the game and never turned it back on again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, I think think that's about it now. So, uh, man, there was one other major one that I just... What was the other one? I'm I'm really just lost now. I'm looking on my Xbox library because it was it's on Xbox. I just don't remember if I own it or not. So, lol. Anyways, let's move on to the next question, and I'll just shout it out when I figure it out. Uh, Steve Grawl, 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 Grawl. Uh, new list. What's the names again? New listener. <laughs> Shut up. New, <laughs> new listener here, and was wondering how you guys got into podcasting and making vids on the internet. Um, it's Ed's fault, I, really. Um, I started a podcast called Optional Opinion uh, about, about five years ago. Um, I met, met Corey do DNA, and we end up hooking up um, doing Nintendo Pod Block and some other stuff, and that's how I got into it. I was podcasting on another network, so um, I was doing multiple things, so that's how I got into it. And uh, as for making videos on the internet, um, working with Corey. Um, uh, for me, I mean, I just started, like, I, I wanted to start doing stuff on YouTube, like, a long time ago, and then some life things happened, and then I just never got around to it, and then, uh, some, some bigger people started, started creating content on their, on their own, and I was like, well, I want to do that again, and the idea started shuffling around, so I started, uh, DNA, and then it kind of evolved from there into Nerds Gone Rogue uh, when the group I was originally working with kind of 
fell apart and nerds gone rogue was kind of uh initially started to uh be the community like the online community show that i would do with people online uh because the group i was doing stuff with beforehand we would actually get together at my parents house because they have a huge basement and we could work in there and uh then everybody just kind of decided they didn't want to do it anymore and so i just kept going with nerds gone rogue and then we kind of got here and started a lot of podcasts and streams and this is where i ended up that's the short version of that story uh so well my journey began probably <laughs> look at this is not a pastor seven or eight years ago honestly um back in college i listened to a lot of ign podcasts because that's like when like they were big like they were a big deal yeah back when i was in college like yeah. 2010 2000 you know yeah. 2013 they were awesome they were fantastic uh, so i listened to a lot of podcasts beyond a lot of game scoop uh you know just i, I love them they were great they were so, they were full of personality and like you know you got you got to get to know the people who were doing the show like you got to experience it with them and it was awesome i loved it uh so when i was probably about to leave i was a senior um i think i was about to leave college i um was in the podcast group on facebook group and um i just kind of was like hey anybody want to start a podcast you know and three other dudes said yes two three other random people i'd never met before uh, George Loftus, Taryn Qualls, and Rohan Bamamia. Um, and we started Press Start to Play, Push Start to Play, one of those. And uh, we talked about video games and movies, and I fell in love with it even more then. I wanted to do it then, but you know, I got to, those are some of my best friends now. Um, and it just kind of snowballed from there. I just love to create video game content and have been doing it ever since. Um, yeah, it's pretty wild. It's been, I've been doing it for a while, and I still love it to this day. So, and all in all, it's something that I've been meant to be doing for as long as I can remember. <laughs> I'm, I'm at that. I'm at that point in life where, like, I feel like I wish I would have started this five years before I did it. <laughs> you know, like I just, I never really had people that were interested in the same things that I was for a long right. time, and like kind of discouraged me from doing it solo you know and and to be honest with you like live streaming by yourself especially when you don't have an audience like in your chat constantly like is incredibly difficult it is hard it is one of the hardest things it is way easier to have some sort of conversational podcast with people like we're doing now right and Mm -hmm. on top of that like i don't really have the most exciting voice to listen to you know like i I do read the comments sometimes and you know, I I'm aware that my voice is very monotoned and I try my best to like switch it up a little bit, you know, but like, you know, I, I understand that like my voice is not incredibly appealing to someone who wants to see excitement and stuff, which is why I brought Ed and, and now Ray into this. Cause like, you still, <laughs> you still cute though. So it's fine. Am wow. I? I appreciate yeah. that. Somebody told me I that in it. a chat the other day, and I was like, that's weird. I don't know if I should be... Get uh, used to it! Why, are you cute? Ray's cute. Yep. Look at that face. I'm real cute. Look at that my face. dentist tells me all the time. I go see my dentist. She's like, you're a real handsome young man. And I'm like, should you be telling me that? But okay. <laughs> uh, So, like, t- 
and and you know it's just it's just good to have a group of people that is into the same things that you are and uh getting into this live streaming stuff like it's why i like ed in the chat a lot of the times because like it's easy to interact with people that are in your chat or like my cousin streamed with me last night and that was fun to interact with the chat with him because he hasn't really ever live streamed anything before so that was really fun and like getting into your community is has also been kind of like really exciting to to have in my life too so uh you know that the facebook groups and and stuff like that have like meeting you guys through this over the years and and everybody else that i've done content with is like mm -hmm. i've made a lot of friends that i never would have had in my entire life so uh yeah it's, it's that's i don't know where i was going with that but it's a good time real good time Real good time. But thanks for the question, Steve. I, I'm glad that you were listening. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you for listening. Subscribe. And I encourage you to create stuff as well. Everybody should create things. Yes. Make stuff. Uh, also, you should follow everybody. Because everybody that I know here makes cool stuff. We're just going to throw that out there. I mean, yeah. Ed is pretty cute, too. So I know. Especially with that haircut. I know, right? Oh, Blessing not to God. Look, looking clean. Ooh, it was a blessing not to God. My pimp, look, <laughs> my pimp look was gone, and I felt so happy about it. I don't want to be on camera because, well, my camera's broken, first off. But, uh, yeah, my hair's long. It needs to get cut. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, last question, real quick. Megan Green writes in and says, Has your mood ever affected the way you enjoy a game? Have you ever not liked a game and then come back to it later and loved it? Absolutely, all the time. I can't tell yep. you how many times it's happened in the last like year. <laughs> I would say the past week. <laughs> like, uh, my mood matters so much when it comes to video games. Like, there are some games where I'm like, I'm literally just not in the mood to play you. And yeah, I wouldn't, I won't touch it for months even. And then I'll come back and I'm like, Yo, this game's amazing. What happened? It was, it happened with Divinity. Uh, Divinity, I just wasn't in the mood to play it. And when I first got it. And then I sat down and finally started playing it. It is one of the best games I've ever played. <laughs> so I, not for me. Like if I if I have, when I get into a disappointing mood, I just want to clown the game all, and I just want to be like upset and dis and not be frustrated, but I just want to be disappointed that these were the decisions went into a game. Um, and if I do go back to that game. Uh, even though I know it is it's disappointing me or it's let down, um, I don't go. I still consider that me not loving it, but I would have a research for it uh, and just be like, "This is still terrible." So, um, yeah, that's me. Uh, I see. I have. I. I mean, two game. Uh, two games specifically. Last year, uh, God of War was one where like. I just wasn't feeling it when I first started playing it and then came back to it like a few months later and ended up loving it. Uh, I still don't know if I like it as much as most people, but I thought it was, I thought it was a great game. And then uh, horizon was a game, not that like my mood really had anything to do with it, but it was a game that I started and I was like, no, the switch is coming out. I'm playing Zelda first. And then I ended up playing horizon like, three months after and i i've thoroughly enjoyed it as well 
Horizon is probably the exception. I went into Horizon not liking the trailer, um, but I was going to give it a fair uh, a fair chance. Um, and it thoroughly surprised me because it wasn't just the gameplay that stood out to me. It was actually a lot of the themes and the story and the character development that really excited me. To be like, wow, Guerrilla Games really took a chance with this. And it feels like like one of Sony's best first party games. Um, I think I think it is Sony's best first party game in my opinion. Uh, the to me me personally I think the Last Guardian takes that uh with Horizon being second and God of War being third. I would say God of War's first 100%. Um but I guess another game that was like that for me was Smash Bros, believe it or not. Smash Bros came out and I was just like I don't really want this game right now because i was playing celeste and i was Mm. really in the mood to play celeste and celeste also turned out to be one of the best games i've ever played so it was like it's just sometimes it's just time and place um and uh i've learned that i don't always have to be playing the hottest thing right at the moment to enjoy it sometimes if i wait a little bit i enjoy it more uh if i'm playing something else that i should spend a little bit more time with should just take that time you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. Um, if if i'm doing something for a review uh like when it comes out like a personal review right then yeah, that's, i would that's get different. it yeah mm-hmm. um and if i if there's just a hype level and i when someone needs someone to play it then i'll get it and play it with them other other than that i'm with you ray i'll wait for it i can wait on it. i'm i'm learning to be more patient with my video games i'm patient with literally everything else in my life but i know i for some reason am so impatient with video games that i don't understand it um but i'm starting to i'm starting to understand it more about myself anyway so not making for, for, for real megan it's like it just depends it, it happens yeah. all the time yeah and then that, one last thing for me is that sometimes if a game comes out and the people are giving it so much hate i would really go in and play it to see what is good about it that people are missing and sometimes i'm surprised i'm like y'all miss this and y'all focusing on that you know so sometimes it's the opposite with me um when it's a game that's getting a lot of choice words i should say uh yeah so uh that's our questions remember you can email us at contact at codenamenx.com or follow us on social media and look for the question threads. We got to go. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching live on twitch.tv slash CNX show. Uh, Ray, thanks for hopping in. I know you are having some issues, but I'm glad you, glad you made it. Uh, we'll get it all sorted out. We, we, <laughs> yes. we miss your face a lot when you're not here. So, uh, I y'all too. uh, you can follow Ray at Ray Apollo everywhere. You can follow, Ed at that retro code on Twitter and download his podcast optional opinion. You can find me on uh, Twitter at Corey and HD seven one three and on mixer and Instagram at Corey and HD. I want to thank everybody so much for watching, follow, like, subscribe, share, rate, review, all that stuff that you're supposed to do on the certain platforms and things. And we will see you next week. One more two, one more thing, nope. everybody. Uh, follow nope. uh, Jesse at Phenomatic Phantom Maggot Nope. nope. It's yeah, not that well, anymore. he 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 cared about food more than he cared about us. So yeah, suck it, Jesse. <laughs> it's, it's 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 Phantom NXS now. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> he changed it. So all right. Uh, yeah, follow Jesse too. Uh, we love you, Jesse. We love you, Jesse. We love you, audience. Goodbye. Bye, Bye everybody. Woohoo!